The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Right now that time, 8.22, you're tuned to WGNS on this, win- I almost said Wednesday, Tuesday, today's Tuesday, I know. Yeah. I, man, the new year throws me off, not just with the 2022, but everything. It's new year, and then yesterday was a snow day for the children's and the, pan- you know, so it feels like Monday to me. That's right, it, it kind of feels like it. But today is the 4th of January, it is a Tuesday, and Center for the Arts is our topic of discussion this morning. And with us this morning, we've got Patience Long, the executive director. Then also with us is play director in charge of uh, programs, educational programs, uh, and probably wears a lot of hats. Uh, Denise <laughs> Parton with us, too. And I, and I have to say um, that it's Tuesday, January 4th. And that is a special day in the world of the Center for the Arts. Oh, I didn't know that. Because we get to celebrate Denise's birthday today. <laughs> She's turning 21. Happy birthday, Denise. Happy Thank 21st. You. That's awesome. <laughs> that's, that's, so you'll, you'll be at age to drink now. Yeah, finally. <laughs> so, so what all is happening at, I mean, what does take place usually at the start of a new year for Center for the Arts? Yeah, so what's funny is that Denise's birthday is always January 4th, and we do we tickled that I don't think I've ever seen her on her actual birthday because we kind of try to shut down or at least take time off between the holidays. Yeah. And so she ends up, you know, we not we don't see her. So this is the first time I've seen her with my own eyes on January 4th on her birthday. Um, and, but, and patience, you're not going to believe this, but if her birthday is on January 4th, it's January 4th every year. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I heard. I heard that, that that's how it, how it works. Um, but yeah, there's so much going on. And, you know, what's funny is that when I come on here, I usually say, when Denise isn't with me, they're like, why didn't you bring Denise here? Because January is... Denise's month, I will say, because there's lots of stuff happening, and it all starts with Denise. <laughs> so what what kind of planning takes place at the start of the year? for? Because I know nonprofits, they, they plan their years probably a little differently than a business, and what does take place at the start of the year? Yeah, so for us, um, you know, we typically, on a normal year, announce our season for the next season in August, September. So that's kind of already done. We've got directors lined up. So a lot of the actual fiscal year for us is calendar year January through December is kind of already taken place um, but we do have a retreat coming up with our leadership team um, we kind of sit back and we look at the year and we look at all the things that are happening and, and you know figure out how we can work to bet together how we could be more efficient um, and things we need to do for, throughout the year and then of course our budget gets approved in January so um, that's on my radar. And, and you guys have quite a few people, local folks, who are part of that board of directors who help make all of this happen, who help, I guess, with the planning. They help with, uh, you know, deciding how much should be allocated for this, for that, and so forth. And, yeah. And so I, I assume you have quarterly board meetings or maybe even more than that monthly. I don't we know. We do. We have board meetings every other month, and they're filled with some really great people that over the past two years have really helped us navigate the waters that we are currently in um, very supportive um, very supportive of, of the staff and what we do and um, yeah so I'm very lucky that we have a great board of directors that help us in every aspect and one of the big things that took place not too long ago was the backstage bash this past October and even though it was 
you know, dare I say the word, a COVID year. I told you we weren't going to talk <laughs> about it. We weren't going to say that that word. <laughs> but you guys made it happen anyway. You know, yeah. It, it, it happened. It was a good event. A lot of folks showed up. It was kind of chilly out there. It a was. lot of folks were there. How did all that turn out anyway? Because I, I never heard the end results. Yeah, so we hit our budget, which was wonderful. But I think the, the best thing about the evening was it was a start to our 21-22 year. And we had people um, there that we had been wanting to get involved for years. And it seemed like October was a great time for people to start getting out again and feel safe about it. And we had an outdoors under a tent. So just the whole night was kind of magical. And the fact that we had so many people there and they were all supporting the arts and um, we were announcing our season. So the very next week, you know, we started it. So it just it was a good kind of like. We're done with this last chapter, hopefully forever, and we are excited to move on to the next chapter. Oh, so there's not going to be another backstage bash? It's going to be something different? Or are you saying you're done with the COVID chapter? Yeah, I told you I wasn't going to say the word, but yes, I'm done with that chapter. Okay, gotcha. Um, hopefully, um, at least in that catastrophic effects that it had on us and other arts organizations. I mean, currently we're still dealing with it, you know, trying to figure out how to do daily things, but the shutting down and not being here you know is done um, but yeah we are actually are announcing our new bash will be happening in may we usually have it in the spring um but because of the word that you said um we had to keep pushing it to the fall so this year we're getting back on track and have it in spring so we're actually you're the first i'm telling our date is may um 21st 2022 and, and that's going to be a little warmer, too, I would say. It's going to be warmer. We're still going to try to have it outdoors. It is a quick turnaround, though. I mean, we just had it in October and yeah. then in May. I think the staff is looking at me like, are you trying to kill us? And nah. the answer is no, we're not. We're just trying to, you know, do the best we can. But we definitely want to push it back to spring because it's always a nice weather in the spring. Again, patience long with us this morning. The director of Center for the Arts right here in the borough. And, and you know, the cool thing, you know, in addition to the arts and all the plays and the, you know, the artwork you have on display from local artists there's also a lot of history there with that building and that makes it even more unique if you ask me it it's a very and denise can talk to this it's a very unique building it was the first post office in murfreesboro and then got converted to the library in the 60s and then in the 90s it was converted to be the theater so it wasn't built as a theater but they've made it work as a theater but there's still little ink intricacies that it just it's interesting when you when yeah. you kind of get in there and, and um figure out how to get to the sound and light booth and denise swears there are present what, what do you say denise how do you describe it um thin walls between this dimension and another and so <laughs> yeah. that's a nice way to put it you know it's funny you say that because i i have heard also from folks who worked at the library when the library was there you know, they say too. You know, I, I know there's a ghost in this building. It's it's interesting. Though. It is not interesting. I don't like to talk about it because some of us are there by themselves early in the morning or late at uh, night. First, number yeah. two is when I bring interns or new staff in. I'm like, please don't talk to Denise about like I'm like Denise, please don't talk about them about the ghost because then they won't go downstairs. And then here we are having it's a trek down the stairs. <laughs> not just downstairs. <laughs> it's very much upstairs with us, but you know, it's that, fine. That building though, it it was built. The U.S. government, I guess, built. Built it in 1909, but before that, 
Now, here's a little trivia question. Do you know what was there? There was a, well, it was a, is it lavery? Yeah, like like a horse. A horse, horse barn, like barn horse or whatever. Yeah. And then I heard there was a, there was a mortuary. mortuary as I well. I had no idea. Yeah, that's what, ba- it was a Methodist church at first, and so there was a mortuary there in the basement of that church where they would come and bring the bodies. And so that's I never knew that. I, 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 that is not fact, and it's not it's confirmed. It's on the walls. It's on the walls. <laughs> it's on the walls? I, yeah, go back and read it. Denise I don't believe you. I have read everything. <laughs> I'm going to go back and look. Go read it, yeah, Next time I'm here, I'm going to tell you if it's fact or fiction. <laughs> but but it was turned into the post office or used as the post office for years. I, yeah. I mean, it was like built for the post office. Yeah, it was built for the post office, and then there was stuff on it before they built it for the post office. So. And then, if I'm not mistaken, the library took it over in '62, 1962, mm-hmm. and it was a library from '62 all the way up to I don't remember what year they early moved. '90s. So probably 95 or so? I would say 92, because in 95, okay. we, we opened as the center. So it was early 90s. And um, we still get people coming into the building mm-hmm. um, that Where's say... Where's the library? They say, no, they go, you know, I, I know... Th- I came in here as a kid and I was taken downstairs and that's where the children's reading area was. Well, I remember that as a yeah, kid. Yeah. Well, sometimes I, you know, depending on the day, I might take them down and show them that we kept the mural on the wall of the I remember the murals. Yep, and it's still there. We haven't painted over mm-hmm. anything like that. So, and then once a few years ago, I was there, I think during Christmas time, and a very elderly gentleman came to us um off the street and said, you know, where do I where do I get stamps? No kidding. No wow. kid. And I said, well, we haven't been to post office for a long, long time. And he was like, well, you know, I grew up here as a kid. Um, and, you know, I'm back, I guess, you know, the yeah. kids moved him back here. He moved away and came back. And he didn't realize that we weren't the post office anymore. Well, you know, post offices back then, they were more stately looking. Today, the post office kind of plain looks like every other building. But, you know, back then... It looked like that, you know, which is a very stately looking building. And it's built really, really well. The mm-hmm. bones of that. Like when, when we have a tornado, I'm less worried at that building yeah. than I am my house, you know, because yeah. I'm like, we're, we're good in here. <laughs> it's solid. And the basement is, well, it's underground there. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. And it's, it's thick concrete. And um, it actually, that's where we store our props and set pieces. It's definitely a solid building, and and I guess originally when the post office was there, there were catwalks in the ceiling where the postmaster could look down on the staff while they're sorting mail. Uh, are the catwalks still there, and are they used to hang lights for the stage? The catwalks are still mm-hmm. there. Um, they're not used to hang lights, but we actually have to get walk through them to get to our sound and light booth. Yeah. Oh, okay. So treacherous. <laughs> <laughs> Well, when you're wearing high heels, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Most people don't walk upstairs in a sound booth in high heels, well, except for Denise. Yeah, <laughs> go up and down ladders, and but, you know. Now, Denise, the upcoming play Matilda, you're a, a huge part of that. You're directing yeah. Matilda. When does Matilda start? It opens January 14th. Okay. And it runs through the 31st. I think the last weekend of of january and what age group of actors are we looking at for that play matilda we have all age of course matilda has children in it because of the school but then it has adults like miss trunchbull and matilda's parents the wormwoods and so we have all ages we have adults as well as children i think our youngest is probably nine years old but um then the most of the kids are teenage kids uh that play younger roles uh, and they're phenomenal they're very talented and so because of the word that patients 
won't let us say this morning we had two cast not two full cast but two leads uh cast with leads and then our ensemble is the same so i have two matildas two trunchbulls two wormwood families um but they're all wonderful and amazing and each experience if you see doesn't matter what show you see they're all incredible and we're ready and raring to go we're just going through the motions until time finishing our set and getting things ready now for years and and for anybody who lives in murfreesboro for any length of time they have seen how murfreesboro rutherford county has grown by leaps and bounds but you know there are there were a certain set of years i would say in the late 80s going into the 90s where you would often see the same people who were in plays with center for the arts or with you know other play groups like uh well murfreesboro little theater it would often be the same people being in the plays but now that murfreesboro has grown so much are you seeing just a ton of new faces come in who want to be in plays yeah we do like um before the big shutdown i did les mis and i had 98 people audition for that and so that is a lot of people coming through there and you know what out of that 98 i would say like 80 percent of them were super talented like it was a hard choice to make who's going to play what because you had so many options um but you know, even with the shutdown and coming back for Matilda, I had probably about 60 um, audition for that one. So it's um, a lot of new faces. And I love that because they're new, but then they become a part. I mean, there's something about being at the center and being in a show that you become family and you become very attached. And so they love it there. So that's how we grow. We, they just find a home there. Yeah. Now, Denise, I, how long have you been in Murfreesboro? I was born here, actually, (laughs) and then I left for a long time and came back um, back in 2013. So then you you know what I'm talking about, Mm -hmm. where there was a point where it would be the same faces who volunteered to do this, to do that, or who, you know, try it out for plays. Mm -hmm. It would be the same faces over and over again. But now that we're so huge, I mean, our county, like 350,000 now, Mm -hmm. you do have so many new faces and so many come to this town with a lot of talents. And it's it's just, I think it's neat to watch it grow Mm -hmm. and to watch things change. It's just, it's really cool. It is. I agree. And I think, um, you know, we, we still have our people that are really good talented artists that if you come to like let's say three big shows a year you might see their faces oh yeah but um we do we attract a lot of talent from not just murfreesboro but from you know surrounding areas and i think it's because we do a lot of shows we do basically 14 shows a year um non-musicals four or five straight plays which is a lot of shows if, if you don't know much about theater just know that's a lot of shows to do in the I amount bet. of space we have we just keep cranking them so it gives everyone opportunities if you don't like musicals you can be involved in a play and we have each show basically has a different director so um the more people you have in there the different um tastes they have mm-hmm. so while there might be someone who doesn't get one show the other director might love them for you know another part so it's just it's a good opportunity i think and we have really really great people involved so it is a good a good time at the center and again matilda coming up january 14th and that runs up until january 30th i believe uh, tickets if somebody is interested in getting tickets for that performance 
or for you know shows throughout the year like season passes or whatnot how, how do they do that so the best best way is to go to our website um, about in 2019 we rolled out a new um, assigned seating so you'll be able to go to the website look and see what tickets are available look and see which seats you want kind of like the new movie theaters um, and you can choose your seats now I will say I haven't checked I've been I've been out of the office for a little bit so I haven't checked ticket sales but before I left we were I think sold, out, sold out opening weekend mm-hmm. and I have a feeling because everyone's going to go back and it's going to be a really good show. We're we're probably second or third weekends, probably close to it. Um, so I always say get in there early. Um, if you really want to make sure you have seats to shows, get season tickets. You get first opportunity to buy tickets for the general public. General public's able to buy tickets about two months before the show opens. So um, if you're interested in Matilda or any show, we always say get in there and get tickets because like Elf there was no tickets left to be had we actually i felt like we were we had people scalping tickets on on facebook and i was like have we arrived i mean now that you're scalping tickets you know (laughs) again with us this morning we have patience long and also denise parton and we're talking about the center for the arts right here in murfreesboro and i wanted to bring up something else that, that i think is pretty neat and that is the growth of downtown murfreesboro and some of the changes we're going to see in the years to come in downtown murfreesboro and one of those changes is directly across the street from your current center for the arts and yep. that is where first united methodist church once stood yep they're building this massive mixed use facility it's going to have apartments condos retailers restaurants high-rise parking and even what sounds like a possible performance venue there as well. So have you talked to or had conversations with the folks with that one East College Street to find out, you know, hey, can Center for the Arts have performances here if we have overflow or if we need to, you know, do this or that? Yeah. Um, Before the shutdown um we were having conversations about that and then i think my focus over the last two years has been to make sure that our building and our organization is still here after this ended the shutdown ended and i think we've we were surprised about how much our community supported us um and so it's on my radar and on some of the board members radars to kind of get back over there and see what's going on but it you know i think it's been four or five years now and we've talked to different people involved in different stages so it kept changing so but i do know that ground has been broke right i mean there's fences up and things have been taken out and and then we also on the other side have pinnacle who is doing Mm -hmm. their building so at some point i mean if there was a year to shut down it'd be this one you got some stuff happening on the left and the right of us i'm like well there you go you know yeah Yeah, you know i i don't know as somebody in the community who just you know is looking at it from the outside I see so many good things happening with downtown, but with folks living directly across the street from the Center for the Arts, with the proposal and the ideas of more apartments going in, I don't know if you'd call them apartments, I think townhomes, condos, things like that coming to downtown Murfreesboro, and I do believe more are coming, I think that's going to be a great thing for the downtown area. That means more late oh, night absolutely. strolls, going out to dinner at night, going to plays, yep. all of that. Yep. The the it's it's a great opportunity for downtown. I will say, as far as the center goes, you know, we just talked about ticket sales, mm-hmm. and so um, we're always sold out, basically. You know, for for which is great, and we're excited for that. So I'm not sure when new people come down, how are we going to accommodate more people in our current structure at at the center so yeah. um those are talks are also happening about what what the future looks like for us 
is there room to grow at your current location? There is seating wise. Um, and we actually had an architect come in before the shutdown and we actually talked to some of the state senators about it. Um, but the, the footprint itself would stay the same. We would just expand our seating, but we're busting at the seams in all of our programs, children's programs that Denise is in charge of. Um, our shop is pretty small to build 14 sets a year. We have three storage units right now for costumes, um, our youth education and our um, set shop. So like we're, it would expand our foot, you know, our, our seating capacity, but that's it. It wouldn't expand our backstage area or our dressing room area. Um, but I mean, I, I, we can live like this, you know, if we expanded our seating, we could live like this. Um, but is that what we want to do? And I don't know the answer to that. And that's one of the questions we're going to ask over the next year or two, I think. You know, you go to larger cities like Nashville, for example, Memphis, areas like that. They've got multiple venues for plays. They've got multiple locations for concerts. And that's something we don't really have here. But, you know, I think it was, what, six years ago, the city started talking about the whole Bottoms Project, mm -hmm. which I can look out the back window and see that area. And one of the ideas that came about was an outdoor concert venue. And the more I thought about it, well, why couldn't you have that outdoor concert venue mixed with a building like Center for the Arts being located right there on the same track of land kind of behind Cannonsburg? So are, are things like that, are they are there conversations? There are on? conversations, and it's not necessarily for the center. Um, it's just for Murfreesboro and Rutherford County in general. And we're involved in those conversations because um, we are growing so fast and there is a need for a larger venue space um, how big that space is what it's used for is the question um, but there are conversations Rutherford Arts Alliance is heavily involved in that and I'm involved with them um, about looking at you know what can Rutherford County what what do we need and and who's going to be involved and and when is, can it be and where can it be so I mean there are conversations happening um, I don't know what the end result will be but we're involved in it because we're you know some of the arts leaders here so when you look at things like TPAC, you know, the Tennessee Performing Arts Center in Nashville, which was also home to the Tennessee State Museum at one point. Mm -hmm. um, now it's just TPAC, I guess. Yep. Uh, but when you look at a facility of that size, that magnitude, where they're able to not only do Broadway type plays there, they're also able to have big concerts held there. Do you ever foresee something like that coming to Murfreesboro or being built here? I mean, that was the conversation a few years ago with the, um, there was a large proposal of a large venue here. And that's the conversations I'm involved in. Um, and we don't, that's where we're at the beginning stages of it right now. We finally got some people on, involved in the, in the planning stages of it. But it's like what, I, I think we're in a great central location. I think that it takes us an hour and a half to go to Nashville um, and it doesn't take us an hour and a half to go here and the people around us also wouldn't have to drive that length of, you know, so I do think we're able to support it, but what size and who's involved and what it's used for, that's the question that, that I think we're starting to answer. We're starting to you know, have those conversations. Hey, and, and I guess the question would come into play, would, you know, not only public dollars, but private dollars have to help fund something like that. And I would imagine if you want to make it happen, yes. If you want to wait for it to happen years from now, then it's 
that would be the government way. Yeah, well, no, I think it's a combination of all those. Yeah. I think you've got city, county. I think MTSU is going to have to be a big part of it, um, private, public. So <clears throat> it's a lot of people need to get on the same page about what the community needs. And like I mentioned, those conversations are happening, and Rutherford Arts Alliance is critical in those. Again, with us this morning, Patience Long and also Denise Parton. And we're talking about the Center for the Arts in downtown Murfreesboro. Got to take a short break, but when we come back from that break, let's talk a little bit more about Matilda and some of the other upcoming plays and and also the opportunity for those who are in the community to get more involved with the Center for the Arts because I'm sure there are ways they can do that. Yep. So we'll talk about all of that in just a minute. When we come back, you're tuned in to WGNS. Time right now, 845 on Tuesday, today, January the 4th. We'll check on the weather as well in just a second. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. If I could talk to the animals. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City. Whether you're a brand new hobbyist or have been into aquariums for a long time, we have all of the supplies to either get you started or keep you going. One of the best things about coming to Animal City is the knowledgeable and caring staff. We are here to help you with all your pet needs. When you stop in to see us at Animal City, make sure to explore all two stories of our wonderful pets and pet supplies. Animal City is at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. As cold and flu season approaches, one of the best things that you can do to give somebody who is sick is a quart of Demas's chicken and rice soup. This is Peter Demas with Demas Family of Restaurants. This soup is my grandmother's recipe, and we have used this soup in order to help our family whenever we are sick. Just gives us a good comfort feeling. One of the things that you can also do is you can now ship that soup anywhere across the United States, and you can order that soup online at demasfamilykitchen.com. It's so important that we recognize our veterans, shake their hands and say how proud we are of the service that they have given to our country and that we thank them for that. I am Becky Bookner and we salute our veterans. Mostly sunny skies here this afternoon with a high into the upper 40s. Winds out of the south at 10 to 15 miles per hour, gusting as high as 20. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 19. If you're not waking up to the wake-up crew, here's what you've been missing. You're not afraid to be fired. (laughs) Don't miss the wake-up crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Boy, will it hurt my pocketbook if I am. Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. WGNS proudly salutes and remembers our U.S. veterans who have served our country. In this salute, we talk to a World War II veteran. 452nd Palm Group, right before Thanksgiving. I flew my first mission. Well, it was noisy and bumpy, and uh, I was scared to death. Everybody's scared. Dr. Charles Edwin Howard, a World War II veteran. When we got back, the ground crew, which looked after just our B-17 plane, one of the maintenance men came in. The radio man sits in a little space with a desk and all the radio equipment in the middle of the plane. And you have a window on your left. And he came in and looked around. He said, well, that hole wasn't there when you took off. We would have fixed that. I didn't remember it, but we had been hit by a 
spider. But I didn't know it. There's so much noise and so much activity, you know, that didn't hear it. From that time on, I was a little wiser. Dr. Charles Edwin Howard, a World War II veteran. The name of the plane was Lamb's Wolves. Our pilot, until our last mission, our pilot was a fellow named Lamb, and so we named the plane Lamb's Wolves. If you know a veteran you'd like to highlight, let WGNS know, and we'll honor them in our daily salute to veterans. Restoration One of Middle Tennessee. A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners after disaster strikes. After disaster strikes. Fire, water, or storm damage. We can help you get your life back to normal quickly. Restoration One Middle Tennessee.com. Locally and veteran owned. Good morning. Still looking good right now. 24 as you head towards Nashville. Up through the Hickory Hollow area, we're still concerned about some of these back roads out here. Please don't get too overconfident. Uh, some of them are still pretty treacherous. It still looks good right now as far as interstate traffic and interstate accidents. Princess Hot Chicken now available for catering. Log on to princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial. Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street, online at tireworld.us. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. CapstarBank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Right now that time, 8.50, you're tuned to WGNS. Today again, Tuesday, the 4th of January, and this morning... We're talking about the Center for the Arts in downtown Murfreesboro. And with us, with us I can't talk. You know, it's yeah, it's because it's Monday, Tuesday. I don't know. <laughs> First week of the new year. Yeah, yeah there you it's, go. <laughs> it's, it's all the new year's fault. But we have Director Patience Long with us this morning and also Denise Parton. And, and we were saying earlier, Denise is in charge of the education programs that take place at the Center for the Arts. What are some of those educational programs? When do they start and who can be involved? Well, we start back up in on January 11th, so that's about in a week and a half. Um, and they run, well, they run year-round. So we have, this will be our winter session, and then after that we'll follow a spring session, then our summer camps, and then our fall session, and then start back again in the next 2023 with winter. But uh, we have a production class, and that's our big class, but that's the um, class where a lot of our students have graduated up to and it's for advanced performers and we do um shows you know full-on shows we sell out all our shows for that um and i guess i'm going to announce our show uh that we're going to be doing because it's been a secret but we are going to be doing newsies junior for that so uh those who are enrolled in production class will be real excited uh we also have a mini performers class and that's for little like kindergarten through second grade and they learn all aspects of musical theater uh then we also have just an acting class and a basic musical theater class in we're doing um, 
we're not doing the show princess and the frog and that but we're doing music and song from that because it's an introductory so they don't they do a showcase at the end of their session uh, instead of a full-on performance and we have art class Uh, we have an art teacher that comes and teaches uh, visual art as well so you cover a lot of different subjects for sure mm-hmm. you know when it, I, i've seen movies where they have uh, acting class within the movie and and <laughs> you'll see some characters who have no clue how to oh, act yeah. you'll see some characters who really shouldn't be acting <laughs> <laughs> and then you have some folks who are just literally amazing and they're mm-hmm. just born talented what do you see here in rutherford county is it just a mixture like that i mean is it really like what you see in a movie whenever you see a movie portray an acting class uh, it is a lot of ways um i call i tell the kids that i'm like an excavator and i'm looking digging for buried treasure to see what they have because i believe everybody has a talent for something somewhere it's just we don't know what they are yet and so that's what we do is we discover their treasure chests and open up and see what they're good at and not everybody is a vocalist you know but i've had some students who come in that i felt like oh they're having a lot of trouble matching pitch i don't think they're tone deaf but they can't they don't understand and so they weren't consistent singers by some and now and I had there's one in particular I'm thinking of and he's in Matilda and he plays Mr. Wormwood and he stands there and sings and he's incredible but it just took training it just took someone to teach him how to develop his ear for that and how to use his instrument his voice because he didn't it's like I can buy you a beautiful grand piano but if you don't have lessons and don't know how to play it, it doesn't mean the piano doesn't work and it's not going to make beautiful music you just don't know how to use it yet yeah so um that's what we do is we teach them how to use the talents they have you cannot teach imagination (laughs) you cannot teach improvisation improv is something you have to be born with because it takes a huge imagination but we do coach and work on that it's hard i do um i have a lot of private acting students as well and some of them it's it's really um to get them to understand to think like their character to go into and what is your character thinking right now that they're not saying and that just floors some of them like i don't know they start searching the script said it's not there it's it's inside of you if you're portraying that character i said right now when we're acting you're thinking something but you're not saying it what are you thinking and then they just you know ah you know it's learning to step in to the character and be that character again denise parton also with us with the center for the arts and you know i would imagine a lot of folks who want to and who dream of being an actor or an actress they have this inside of them where they tell herself, you know, you know, I need to go out there to perform. I need to go out there and give it all I've got. This is how I should be doing it. But then it comes out a totally different oh, way yeah. because they're <laughs> they're too embarrassed. Yeah, that's you it. You know, they're too yeah. shy. They're afraid they're going to make themselves look foolish. Mm-hmm. Whereas the reality of it is, the audience they want that exactly great personality to come out and they're not looking at that person as a fool they're not looking at that person and laughing Mm -hmm. so it just how do you make it click how do you make it to where you say to somebody you really do need to put it all in you know turn those tears on if it's a a, a situation Mm -hmm. where you need to cry don't worry about looking foolish worry about being this Exactly, because they look more foolish when they hold back yeah and i said i know all of you at home you don't hold back at home you do in the privacy of your room you do these things but you come up on stage and you're terrified and fear is the it is i hate it and the my students know i am a huge advocate against fear because fear robs you of everything you want in life it is it is the thug that follows you around and takes everything away so um we in fact it's so funny that you say that because there's a there's a young lady in matilda right now who is 
mega talented. She is incredible. And you think people that are mega talented wouldn't be fearful, but they are. You know, it's just people, I don't care how talented they have these self, you know, esteem issues and they get worried. And because we double cast, this young lady was looking at the other person that was playing it and felt she didn't measure up. And I, I just couldn't imagine that. But I saw her back off. And when you back off, of course, you're not going to be. So I pulled her aside personally and said, I don't compare our performers. All of you are great, but you're comparing yourself. And you're holding you're holding back from what I want, from what you gave me at auditions and callbacks. That's why I cast you in this role. I'm giving you the freedom right now to go out on stage and own it and be yourself because I believe in you so much. And I think that's all she needed for me to hear. She says, you, you do? You like? I said, I love what you're doing. But I don't love the fact that you're holding back because you've lost that character in the rehearsals lately. She went on stage and she blew me away. Mm. And I said, how did that feel? She goes, I felt so good. And I said, yeah, don't ever hold back again. Like, You know, I, I guess it's, it's kind of like, you know, you'll see a, a speaker tell a story. And if their heart is in it, it, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if they're, you know, telling themselves, you know, I don't want to come off as foolish. I don't want to come off looking stupid but if their heart is in it that same speaker can make a huge impact on the audience Mm -hmm. and the same with plays you know those who are the actors and actresses they can make a huge impact on the audience in a lot of emotional ways if they fully put their heart into it and they don't worry about how silly i may look or how silly they may think they look yeah well, passion rules the world. If you're passionate about what you're doing and you're up there and you believe in yourself, everybody's going to believe in you too. And that's what I tell them. I said, if you're having fun, the audience is having fun. If you're held back and scared, the audience is uncomfortable. Yeah. And I, they don't know. The audience is easily amused. <laughs> Ain't it the truth? Yeah, I'm part of the audience. So yes, we are. I'm like, you're putting higher standards on yourself than the audience is. And, you know, the audience is coming to have a good time. So give them a good time. And I will, I'll say with Denise's classes, I mean, we, we send surveys out after each class to parents if they've seen a difference and they say teamwork has improved confidence level has improved so much has improved by just being involved in classes so um, I, I'm a big advocate for arts in your children's lives whatever kind of art that is um, we we offer our visual art and performing arts classes but if there's another art I highly encourage all parents to get your children involved in art that they, they grow so much with that Definitely. Again, we're talking about the Center for the Arts right here in Murfreesboro this morning, and we have only about a minute left. Our guest, Patience Long, and also Denise Parton. If somebody wants to get involved, maybe it's to take some classes, maybe it's to be in a play, or maybe it's to be behind the set and help with the production of, you know, different sets or scenery. Yeah, painting, set building, uh, backstage help. Call us, uh, 615-904-ARTS. Talk to someone. Um, we can kind of figure out what your interests are and then put you in the right place. We've, I don't think, ever said no to a volunteer. And there are people that have had no stage experience, no theater experience, that have come in there, and, and they're some of our core people. So it's never too late. Uh, again, online, borougharts.org. i got to look down and make sure I'm saying that right. Yeah, borougharts.org. Yep. Uh, and again, we look forward to a great 2022 all the information on upcoming plays can be found on your website, borougharts.org. And 
phone number is there too. So if anybody needs to call you to ask questions, they can do that as well. Absolutely. There'll be a live person there waiting to answer your call Monday through Friday, nine to five. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you for having thank us. You. Again, our guest today, Patience Long and also Denise Parton with Center for the Arts. Stay with us. We do have more news, including local news with Ron Jordan. And then after that, we'll take a look at news around the country with CBS on WGNS Murfreesboro.